This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, April 21st, happy commencement day at BYU. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who, quite frankly, wants all of that UAB football smoke right now, Jerem Jordan. What happened in the bowl game again? That was no fun. Uh, a dark day. Uh, BGB, or Big Game Boomer, put out uh, one team that every school is currently scared to play. For BYU, he put the fighting trogdors of UAB. <laughs> this is next-level trolling. <sighs> and then for Utah, he put BYU. I don't think Utah's scared to play BYU. But, uh, yeah, uh, so this is an app-only broadcast today. If you're catching us on demand, you don't really care. But if you're live, it's app-only. Commencements on BYU TV today. This is a rare day. We, we just get shoved out. We have to yield to all of the graduates. Oh, the procession of the Hogwarts professors and students. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know where that tradition comes from, but uh, I don't know about you, but when I graduated from the BYU, I felt so weird in a cap and gown. I was like, this, what is this? Uh, Ken and Barbie the dress-up day? Like, we're in these weird... I, and then, like, the, the people who have, like, the PhDs, like, have the weirdest... Funniest looking ones, you know? Those they're robes the most and they wear all of the robes. Yes, all of the tassels and the switching and the yeah. throwing and the robes. And yeah, the- my wife Brittany had some of those fancy robes and tassels. I, yeah. I did not have those. Yeah, I did. you and I did broadcast journalism. <laughs> we didn't come here for the academics. Came here for the broadcasting, baby. Truer words have never been spoken. No, but shout out to everyone who's Sports graduating. Nation. Everyone looks funny, but uh, shout out to all the graduates. Pretty cool that you come here, you get uh, a, a really good education at BYU, and you walk out uh, with some pictures of you and some funny robes. Bring on the diplomas. Bring on the blazers of UAB, Jerem. The blazers. And bring on today's show lineup, including another top 25 preseason designation for BYU football and head coach Kalani Satake. Are you buying the Cougars as not just a preseason top 25 team, but maybe a preseason top 20 squad? Why BYU is in rare territory in that preseason rankings conversation as it stands. Plus a change to the targeting rule in college football. Game day for the Batcats and women's basketball star Paisley Harding joins the show to discuss Pursuing a WNBA roster spot in Seattle. But first, today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Softball beats Utah Valley 2-0 last night thanks to a complete game 10K shutout from pitcher Chloe Temple. She was fantastic. Cougars hit the road for a three-game series at San Diego Friday and Saturday. Ten strikeouts, zero walks, and a three-hit shutout. What a performance from Chloe Temple's. BYU baseball opens another Big West Conference, West Coast Conference series against second place San Diego tonight in Provo. The Cougars have won six of the last eight games, including a conference sweep of Santa Clara and three of four against Nebraska. Keep in mind, BYU currently sixth in the WCC standings, and the top six make the newly revised conference tournament. Live coverage of game one tonight on BYU TV's app at 8 p.m. Eastern. What in the world was that highlight we just showed of a, of a BYU player hopping up from home plate? On his back. That was unbelievable. We need to mark that, that down as one of the best plays what? of the year. What was that was crazy. Are you here, right here. What is this? Let's go. Oh! Let's go. 
What in the world? That was fantastic. <laughs> Men's volleyball nearly pulled off the upset against Pepperdine last night in the MPSF quarterfinals, losing 16-14 in the fifth set to finish the season 8-17 overall. Davide Gardini had 22 kills in the loss. That was Ozzie Pratt flipping up from his Ozzie back, Pratt, freshman catcher, just, he's got moves, bro. The, the wizard at BYU. The Wizard. BYU track and field continues competition today as the host of the Robison Invitational in Provo. Yesterday in the multi-events, heptathlete Hallie Folsom-Walker set a new personal best in the 100-meter hurdles, finishing first. Another BYU heptathlete, Macy Torgerson, won the high jump and set a personal best in her own right. Competition runs through tomorrow. Former defensive back Tanner Jacobson is the new head coach of the Tyler Junior College football team. Jacobson was a former BYU grad assistant who then went to Snow College as an assistant. We believe he's the first player from the Satake era to become a head coach of a college team. Wow. So congratulations to Tanner Jacobson. Good for Tanner. Tyler, Texas. BYU women's golf opening play as we speak at the West Coast Conference Championships hosted by Reflection Bay Golf Club. In Henderson, Nevada. The Cougars singing uh, Mulan as they look into the ponds. (laughs) The Cougars enter as the favorites to win the WCC, ranked number 40 overall in the latest golf stat rankings, the highest ranking of any WCC team. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. It is time for the Rankings Roundup. The ESPN post-spring college football top 25 has BYU listed at number 19. And ESPN is not alone in listing BYU as a preseason top 25 team. Let's recap. Bill Connolly's SP Plus rankings have BYU at number 23. Pro Football Focus has BYU at number 19. CBS Sports lists BYU at number 22. And RJ Young of Fox Sports really likes the Cougars at number 16. Okay, a top 25 ranking in the preseason for BYU would be a solid nod. But let's take it one step further, Jerem. Will BYU begin the season as a top 20 team in college football? I'm not sure. I, I think uh, 20 to 25, is some, BYU fits in there somewhere. Um, and it's pretty rare to be ranked in the preseason AP top 25, which brings us to a stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Last 25 years, going back to 97, BYU's been uh, preseason AP Top 25 three times. Three times. 97, coming off the Cotton Bowl. 08, coming off 07, 11, 2, and 09, coming off 11 and 2, or 10 and 3, going into 09. Okay, now. Rare territory. Yeah, and, and typically, like, the formula's not complex. You win 10-plus games, you return your quarterback. Typically, you got a good shot at that. So, looking at those, in 96, the next year, BYU didn't return its quarterback, but was ranked 19th going into the season. Okay, Because they finished so high. 14 Number and one, five. Sar, uh, you know, Sark graduates, Kevin Federick. It was Paul Shoemaker and Dustin Johnson <laughs> leading yes. the charge. So, yes. Um, okay, you go to 07, 11-2, uh, you return Max Hall, you're ranked 16th that next year. That made sense. Uh, you know, 08, 10 and 3 going into 09. You're ranked 20th going into that year. You return Max Hall. That makes sense. Um, but BYU has one double-digit games and not been ranked right. But even returning the quarterback. Um, but but that that formula, basically two of the last five times, BYU's won 10-plus and returned the quarterback. They've been ranked preseason top 25. So just 40% of the time. It's not a gimme. I do expect, though, with Jaron Hall, 
and 10-plus wins from last year, that BYU will be ranked in the top 25. Now, to your question of top 20, I'm not sure that BYU is going to get the love to be inside the top 20, um, but that would be fun. You're not I, buying I, R.J. Young at number 16? No. no. <laughs> but I think uh, if BYU beats UCF and Baylor, they, yeah, they're inside the top 20 at that point for sure. What's really exciting about this is the point that you brought up. It just doesn't happen very often. Yeah, Let's crazy, right? It. Uh, I'll go ahead and add some more context to the history of BYU being a preseason top 25 team. It's only happened 11 times ever in the AP preseason top 25. I couldn't believe that. In fact, you said it, and then I had to go and research it myself because I didn't believe it. I was like, only 11 times all the way through the Lavelle Edwards era and all of those great quarterbacks in the 80s, only 11 times yeah. ever BYU's been an AP preseason top 25 team. So yeah, crazy. that's worth something. That that's it says a lot about the writers and the media if they put BYU in the top 25, what they think of the Cougars. Yes. My expectation is somewhere around 23 to 25. I think BYU will be a preseason top 25 team. You don't beat six power five teams in seven games and go 5-0 and against the Pac-12 and not get – some type of credit, especially when, as you pointed out, you bring back Jaron Hall and the majority of your offense. Mm. I know you lose Tyler Algier, but the quarterback is by far the most important yeah. piece yeah, for sure. when you are rating a team as they go into a new season. So, uh, I mean, I love it. I love that BYU is even in the conversation. I do not expect BYU to be a top 20 team. But what's exciting about this is if BYU, let's say they dominate USF, and then they come home and they beat Baylor, and they're 2-0, now they are with R.J. Young up around number 16 or number 17. Totally. Absolutely. Um, I just looked up uh, you know, the Mighty Utes, how, how many preseason polls they've been in. Five ever. They'll be, it's th- hard to do. This will be the sixth. And three of those have been the last three years, by the way. So prior to 2019, it was, it was twice ever preseason it's it's just even if you're in a power five league like it, it took them what eight years to get ranked uh preseason so yeah it it it's hard you got to be uh highly respected obviously you'll see some of the teams that are super overrated in their bunch like ucla will somehow sneak in at like 24 <laughs> every year notre dame will be in the top 10 for sure notre dame's always way up there granted notre dame's a really good team they just don't win any big games that's the issue with notre dame but, um, yeah, they're on another level. I hope that BYU can be in the games that Notre Dame's losing. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I, want, I would love for one of those one day. But, yeah, this team is in place to be a top 25 preseason team. In fact, if they're not, I'll be uh, surprised and a little bit upset. Granted, it doesn't matter all that much. Like, but they lost to UAB. Man, it's a tradition unlike any other, you guys. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> which is hilarious. That whole – that whole thing was so awesome. <laughs> like, we're, listen, we're here to have some fun, okay? We don't take ourselves overly seriously. That was – when you went to the Masters, that was the home of we take ourselves seriously, you know, people. But, like, it, we're just here to have a good time. And BYU football is going to have a really good season. It's going to be a f- really fun ride. This is this – is, I'm – I might be the most excited about this season as I've been in a long time. I don't, I don't even know back – maybe 09? Like, of, okay, BYU proved they can hang. Hopefully the running game can 
have some like three quarters of what it was last year or hey, something, right? We spoke with Tyler Algier yesterday. In fact, we have a conversation with Tyler Algier coming up on BYU Sports Nation tomorrow. He gave And by the, the way, Colin Chandler joining the show. Fantastic well. Friday show. We're Ty- back on TV tomorrow. Tyler gave the nod to Christopher Brooks. Said he's really good. I like what he's going to do. Gave him his running back blessing. Yes, he gave, he gave him the running back. He bestowed <laughs> the running back blessing. Yes. And and the schedule set up to where if BYU is really good and we think they are that they have a chance to really prove themselves in the regular season and, and do some damage. Like, what does that mean? Does that mean they're going to p- compete for a New Year's Six? Like, I'm not so sure. I think two losses are in there, and uh, you're out of the New Year's Six mix at that point, probably, like we found out last year. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be fun. And uh, preseason, BYU's going to get some hype. We'll be in the magazines. Jaron Hall will be talked about quite a bit. It'll be all over the regional covers great. of said college football preseason magazine. This is the kind of season that we're hoping BYU can maintain and have in the Big 12, and it feels like BYU turned a corner. They re-upped with Kalani Satake. Puka Nakua is going to be a 1,000-yard guy. They're getting Power 5 transfers to come in and have an impact. Like, things are going now. Like, this is a very exciting time in BYU football history. Think about this. In 100 years of BYU football, and even in the modern era, so we'll send it back to 1972 when LaBelle Edwards, Edwards took over. Yeah. So in the last 50 years. It's 50 years ago modern. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he modernized the game. Like 92 to now feels modern. Okay. Yeah. In the last 50 years, BYU has, (coughs) excuse me, only been ranked in the preseason top 25 11 times. So that's 20% of the time. So for only the 12th time, we're hoping that they are in the top 25. And of, and uh, eight of, uh, what'd you say, 11 times? So eight of the first 25 years, yes. It's only three of the last 25. Three. It's three of the last 28, actually. So it's like, oh. This would be uh, – like, it's an accomplishment. It's a moral victory. It's a nice nod. It's respect sure. to the program. Again, I would rather be ranked in the final AP poll than the preseason AP poll. But I would like both as well. Remember, well, BYU's been ranked in the final preseason – or, sorry, the final season polls in the AP in the last two years. Yes. Which is great. Which is, which is awesome. And that ended a 12-year streak, right? Or an 11-year streak. Yes, that's great. And, and remember, BYU's greatest season ever, it was not ranked – in the preseason poll, okay? 84, BYU was not a ranked team going in. And they weren't in 1996 either. Right? I'm not saying BYU is going to have that kind of season. I'm just saying it doesn't mean everything, but it's something if you're in the preseason poll. It's cool. It, it's, if BYU beats South Florida, depending on where they are, and we think they'll be somewhere between BYU better and beat South Florida. K. Let's say when. So they dominate when they beat South Florida. Yeah. They might be a top 20 team, depending on where they show up and in. what happens in the first week of college UCLA football. will lose week one, probably. How, that would be awesome. BYU as a top 20 team coming home to host, probably a top 25 Baylor. That's a fun early season matchup. Yes. I, I think that's great. Like, yeah, and you think about the, like, the last home opener as an independent is against a Big 12 team. That's really fun. Big 12 preview. SEC coming to town for just a handful of times, right, that SEC has come. And Mississippi State has been here twice. Uh, Are they the only ones? I'm trying to remember that have ever come to Provo. only SEC team that has visited There's not Provo. too many if there's any more. I remember when they came, it was a big deal. I think we were saying, like, this is just the second time ever or something. Listen, I'm going to look that up right now. Right while, now? While we remind everyone that that first game against South Florida happens in how many days? Countdown to the Bulls. 135. 135 days away. 
BYU opens the college football season, yep. probably is a top 25 team for just the 12th time ever in program history yep. against the Bulls at Raymond James Stadium. Now, we heard that bull sound. Is that also like an Aggie sound? <laughs> like, like, is they're also coming to Provo this year? Are we also counting down to that? I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. I'm, I'm looking up what you're looking at. Here we up. go. Here On we go. Sharp Sports, right? In Provo. Okay. At BYU, Mississippi State in 2000. At BYU, Mississippi State in 2016. That's it. That's the only that's SEC it. team that's ever visited Provo. So They've done it twice. It's the second SEC team ever. BYU's only played 10 games all time against SEC teams. This is a big deal to have Arkansas in town. Yeah. That's why BYU is returning the favor in 2023, even though we don't want the schedule to be even harder. Yeah. BYU's returning the favor so that they could keep that series with Arkansas because it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I, that's one you want to keep is a, kind of a primary non-conference game. Now, will BYU add Utah as well and play 10 or 11 Power 5 games? You're just, you're just, I know you love that. You're just asking for seven. I know you I love, love it. I love a good seven-win season. Um, <laughs> hopefully more. But when Texas joins the SEC, are we going to count the 2013 and 14 wins over SEC competition? Can we do that retroactively? We, should, we shouldn't, but we might. You typically count it for a win in the conference that the team well, is in at the time you beat them. And it's, but yes, a hundred percent. I'm mostly kidding. No, let's just make it convenient to uh, whatever we want it. Whatever to the narrative is, isn't that what our society is about? Let's just make it convenient for the situation now. Listen, we're at BYU. Whatever narrative we want to spin on this, we'll just <laughs> do it because this is our show. Our question of the day: Will BYU football begin the season? Not just as a top 25 team, but as an AP preseason top 20 team. Why or why not? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at Sapporo Mohan. Or is it Mochan? I don't know. Nope. BYU is the Rodney Dangerfield of college football. Don't get no respect. I get no respect. (laughs) Redman Lion on Instagram says, Hey, no. look at us with gifts on the air. I like this. <laughs> I get no respect. No respect. Redman Lion on Instagram says, No, rankings are earned. BYU has to show doubters who they are. Yeah, they were earned from last year. That's the thing. Like that, you return everybody yeah. but Tyler Algier and you won six power five games. And you got your quarterback. Do you return the QB? Did you win 10 plus? Do you have program prestige? Because, like, App State could win, like, 12, and they might not actually be in the preseason poll. You know what I mean? Is Coastal Carolina in the preseason top 25? Nope. I think they were last year, though. (laughs) (laughs) They blew it late in the season. Yeah. And I was really happy to watch that happen. Am I petty and vindictive a little bit about that experience? We all are, dude. We all are with Coastal. (laughs) Absolutely I am. Shout out to to Conway, South Carolina. I hope you're having a great day. Probably amazing weather today. Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, why are more people putting money down on Utah State to win a national championship? The number is growing? What? What? Paisley Harding of BYU Women's Basketball is now working on a WNBA roster spot, chasing that dream. She joins the show next on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
UA baseball has played five straight games decided by one run. Will that continue tonight? The Cougars begin a three-game set in a crucial West Coast Conference Series against San Diego winners of four of its last five on the BYU TV app at 8 Eastern. Oh, by the way, would double play Terrell's top 10 in the country. Yeah. Second place team in the WCC behind only Gonzaga. This massive opportunity for the Batcats. Who who took it to Gonzaga again? BYU baseball. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. And now we shift to chasing professional basketball dreams with one Paisley Harding. Yes, she's in Seattle. Uh, you know, she's trying to make the Seattle storm. And this morning I spoke with Paisley about that process. Paisley, long time no talk. Maybe it's been a couple of weeks. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Thanks. Awesome. So uh, tell us about your setup as you uh, try out for the Seattle Storm. How's that going? Um, it's been so incredible. I'm like amongst the all-stars of the league, which is pretty crazy. Sometimes I catch myself just like watching them work magic well they're playing basketball um (laughs) during practice I don't know it's really cool um they're so willing to help they're so nice and I don't know I feel really lucky to be here it's kind of interesting that um it's like in my home state it's really close to home so it's just a really special experience for me right now as a Washingtonian yeah what what does that mean to uh get a chance to try out for the Storm, who are a great team in the league. And you mentioned Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart and all these amazing players. Yeah, I mean, I it's crazy, like, coming back home and being um, – I don't know. The response has been amazing from, like, my family and my friends and people that even live here in Seattle that are like, I'm here, I live here, like, please do so good. Like, you're going to do great. So it's really um, – it's special. It's really special for me to be able to try out for this team um, here in Seattle. How are the tryouts going and what will it take to make the team and what are kind of the timelines associated with this? So the trial, we, um, training camp is like two weeks. So we have, it started on Sunday and we have two um, preseason games. One's this Saturday and one's next Saturday. So, um, it's been good. Practices have been long. We've been learning new plays, new concepts. Um, as much as it's a a new experience for me, it's a new coach for all of those girls as well. So a lot is what, um, they've done before with the team, but then they're also learning new things with the new coaching staff. So, um, they're definitely far ahead of me with, with like understanding what's going on, but um, we're still like all learning kind of in the same spot. But um, so far I'm still here. I haven't got cut yet. So that's really good um, right now. So I don't know if a lot of people know, but a WNBA uh, team, their roster cap is 12 people. And then on top of that, they have a salary cap that really isn't a lot for um, all the women that uh, should be like on a team. So some teams will take like 11 players or 10 players just because like I have Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart, 
Jewel Lloyd on my team here, like those girls are like max salary people. So um, they're going to be paid the most and a big chunk of the salary. So um, projected right now, just within the media that I've seen, it's going to be an 11 um, person roster. Um, so I'm one of six rookies. So there's 12 girls who are veterans of the league that are also trying out. So right there, that's a really big <laughs> like difference. Um, for me to make the team, I would need to beat out one of the veterans and beat out um, one of the two girls that got drafted to the um, Seattle Storm. So there's a jump that I have to make, and right? Fingers crossed. So we'll see um, if, if I stay, which I hope, I really hope that I stay and I'm able to, I hope we all stay and we're able to play the Saturday game. Um, that will be like an incredible experience for me to be able to um, like be there, suit up for a WNBA basketball game, um, be in a jersey, have my last name on the back with a um, Seattle Storm jersey in front. So I don't know. I'm really excited. We'll see what happens. We're rolling the dice. But I mean, what I'm getting out of this experience, whether I make the team or not, is I mean, huge. Like this is, this is amazing. I'm, I'm so extremely grateful to be here and have this opportunity. Yeah. What a great opportunity. And at least you got a bag of Nike stuff. It looks like to your right. <laughs> I bought this, <laughs> but yeah, true. Yes. At, at least you went to the <clears throat> store. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, best of luck with that. I, I do want to ask you about Jeff Judkins and his retirement. Certainly this was something that we thought maybe could happen, but we thought he had a couple more years. Did it catch you off guard? And uh, what's your reaction to the news? It did catch me off guard. Um, I And I wasn't even in the meeting that he had with the team because I graduated. Apparently I after you are done, after that last game, it's kind of like, yeah, you're not a part of the team anymore, which is kind of sad. Um, obviously, I was still going and working out and seeing the girls, but those like more team meeting sort of things are definitely more like the seniors got to go. We were there an extra year. They're like, you guys have got to go. Um, no, they're so sweet. Uh, but I wasn't there. I found out through people and like the Instagram. And so, yeah, I was pretty shocked. I didn't. Um, I didn't see it coming. I saw him retiring in the near future. I did not see um, it being like so soon and after the season. But I mean, like I've been a Jetty Stan my whole career. He's done nothing but improve me. He's helped me get to this spot I am today. Like if it weren't for him, my basketball IQ would have been like minimal. So, um, I feel very blessed and um, appreciative of him to have put me in the situations where I can be successful. I mean, and even just as a basketball coach, like not even just that, but him as a person was um, so fun to be around. We all know how funny Jetty is and how loving and caring he is. I, I, I always felt a lot of comfort when he was around and um, like, he always had my back. He always had everyone's back on the team um, if we ever needed him. So, yeah, I was shocked, but 
Um, I'm really proud of him. He had an amazing, I mean, coaching career here at BYU. I, I, I mean, he's an amazing man. I, I really love him and I will stay in contact with him forever. One of the greatest Utes turned Cougars ever, right? <laughs> yeah, he did yeah. such a tremendous job. Who who do you feel like should be in the mix for the head coaching job? Um, so Lee has always made a super not a, he's never like I want to be a head coach. No, he he, but he I've had um, multiple conversations with him about coaching because he's asked me the same questions like Paisley, would you ever want to coach? So um, I think he's a great candidate. I mean, he was Juddie's right hand man when it came to um, practices and uh, helping him out, teaching concepts. I mean, he Lee has a basketball brain that we all wish we had. He sees the game differently than like most basketball players, where fans don't see the game the same way basketball players see the game, and then basketball players don't see the game the way some of these coaches see the games where they're moving pieces and they see things before they happen. Like he has a basketball brain, just like Juddy. And I, I feel like he has a great opportunity to be a head coach here um, for the BYU women. I also think it's a good um, way to think, keep things familiar for those girls because um, I mean, Lee has his own concepts and his own desires to coach basketball team, but um, it's obviously going to be different than Juddie's, but there's still that familiarity with um, Lee. And I mean, he's such a, everybody knows Lee, right? He's so fun. He's a great guy. He's a great man of faith. And he's just um, willing to do anything and everything to make sure we're like ready to go for a basketball team. So I wish him all the luck. Um, I'm sure there's, a lot of other people that, that are going to apply, but I really wish him a lot of luck for that position. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think Dan Nielsen's probably in the mix as well at, at Utah Valley. Uh, Nancy Warner, uh, successful high school coach, could be in the mix as well. So those feel like three good candidates. Whoever it's going to be, it's going to be a good coach, and they're going to have a, a stacked team with uh, Lauren and Shaley and Emma and Nani, and, and that's a pretty good group, which is pretty exciting. I do want to finish with this, uh, Paisley. How would you summarize – last season uh in your mind wow how would i wow i loved like i could not have asked for a better season to go out on i mean um above anything i made like relationships for life the memories i was able to accumulate this last year have were so fun i mean um it was a very memorable year in so many different aspects and the basketball was amazing. I mean, we competed hard and we won a lot of games and we won by a lot in a lot of games. Like we had a very historic year and I'm very proud to be a part of that. I mean, being a part of any type of history, um, that's good. It's very, um, just, I feel proud. So, um, I'm very happy with how it goes, but more importantly, like those relationships that I have with every single person, support staff, coaches, trainers, media, my teammates, especially like that's really what matters the most to me. And, um, I can't, I can't even put a word on this last season, but I mean, the memories I was able to make with those girls 
I mean, are going to last a lifetime. That's what it's all about. And uh, it was special and fun to follow from our perspective here as well. Well, congratulations on uh, not only the season, but uh, trying out for the Storm. Hey, we want to see you play the LA Sparks on Saturday. So good luck the next couple of days to try and uh, get to that game and then see if you can't continue after that. Thank you. Paisley Harding of the Seattle Storm. Hopefully she makes it through camp, makes the team. We'll see, but she's taken in stride and, uh, as you saw, enjoying this uh, this opportunity to play with some of the best in the game. It's I just love cool. her toughness, and that's what Jeff Judkins kept referring to when he was discussing Paisley Harding yeah. all season long. Like She's just one of the toughest, if not the toughest, player he's ever coached. Yeah, it's, it was fun to watch her career, and now we uh, wish her the best with what's uh, going on with the Seattle Storm. Will Paisley Harding be a better basketball player than her husband, Connor. <laughs> when she's all been is said pretty, and done. She's been pretty thinking <laughs> good. I think the question really is can Connor keep get up? the accolades that Paisley said? Yeah. Love, no, love the Hardings. Both good players. Okay, coming up, more of your response about whether BYU football will be a top 20 team in the AP preseason poll. And does BYU softball need to win out? Like they can't lose again if they want to win the West Coast Conference. Has it come to that? Whoa. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get content throughout the day, all you have to do is follow us on the social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. It's time to whip it. The Cougar Whip Round, presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company, enabling global trade for a growing world. Okay, not one, but three $1,000 bets have been placed on Utah State, what, to win the college football national title? More than Texas A&M, Georgia, and Oklahoma. Cue the Scotsman? <laughs> um, well, I'd, I'd like to cue a few other things that I'm thinking about this. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't believe that one person did this, let alone three people. And we don't even know if they're Aggie fans. Or was it like, one person three times? It's the person that's like, hey, all I learned is if you've got a million to one odds, you always take the million. Like you, you place a bet on that. Because but a thousand? Think about it. Yeah, I think it was Kevin Malone that said that. But <laughs> think about the payout for that, Jeremy. Did he smell his chili while he was placing the bet? That's <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Malone. Million to one, you always place that bet. <laughs> <laughs> this person's insane. It's all three of these. Like, people, if they put BYU on it, I, they'd be insane. Give me the $1,000. Like, I'll invest it in some stocks or something and something. give you a return. Yeah. Like, I'll put it in GameStop two years ago. Give me the three grand combined, and I will give you a return on that investment. I'll do Dogecoin f 10 months ago. <laughs> put it in Bitcoin. Come on. The NCAA has approved the rules changes, not with embedding, but including measures to intended or intended to strengthen the accuracy of the targeting rule. I got excited when I first I read that first sentence. I was like, oh, maybe this is a big deal. It's not as big of a deal, but listen to this. Now players ejected during the second half of a game due to targeting have the option to appeal and possibly play the first half of the next game. Do you like this minor change? Yeah, I, I think uh, there should be an appeal. And if, yeah, you can play the first half, great. Because sometimes that's a misinterpretation and a bad call in that moment. Yes, I like it. I hate that a player has to sit out time. I, I just feel like it detracts from college football. I feel like they should inherit what the professional league does and uh, USFL, NFL, and that is 
It's a 15-yard penalty. Maybe they make him sit out a quarter. You know, whatever. But don't take him out an entire half because it just can dramatically change That's the game. That's a lot of time. Yeah. Like just, just And it can be accidental sometimes. Exactly. Like, there's a difference between, like, in the NBA, like a flagrant two where you're you're swinging a guy's head, you should be ejected, right? That's why not make different. It, yeah, why not make it targeting one and targeting two? If it's, like, totally intentional, it's dirty, yeah, whatever. Boot it's him out of the game. 15-yarder, no matter what, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Okay, Gordon Eakin said the following last night during the BYU win against Utah Valley. We know that uh, we can't falter much more if we falter at all, and so we just focus on us and going forward and playing the best game that we can possibly play. Okay, will BYU softball win out if that's what they have to do to win the West Coast Conference? I do not see BYU losing another West Coast Conference game this season. They've already played easily the toughest team on their schedule in LMU and lost yeah. two or three at home. LMU's yeah. really good. is going to cruise through the rest of West Coast Conference play with a chip on their shoulder, hoping that LMU somehow drops two games and they can continue that conference championship streak. But yeah, there, there's no room for error. They have to win out, I think. San Diego, Santa Clara, Pacific, St. Mary's. Winning out feels really hard, right? We don't think LMU will drop a game somewhere just randomly. Maybe. <sighs> I think, yeah, you, you, you got to probably win almost everyone but one. And here's the thing. Is BYU in an at-large spot or no? According to the RPI, they're in an okay position. I know, but it comes down to the I RPI, unfortunately. Yeah, the, BYU has not been in at-large because they always win the league, so it's a little nerve-wracking, yeah. Remember McKenna Bowl for BYU? Yes. The dream crusher, as Gary Shady called her? Mm-hmm. Uh, LMU has a McKenna Bowl. Yeah. Just that is, it's going to be tough to beat them. Baller. Yeah. All right, on to baseball. Currently sixth in the West Coast Conference standings, and again, the top six make the postseason tournament. Does BYU need to win or sweep this weekend to feel comfortable about making the tournament? No, just win one at least. Uh, BYU is three of the final five West Coast Conference series at home. You also have Pacific, who's in dead last, coming up a little bit later. BYU's already won a series against the league leader Gonzaga. I'm confident BYU's going to finish in the top six. Yeah. Well, and the WCC baseball standings have, yes, BYU sixth right now, but seventh and eighth are both seven and eight. So even if BYU took one of three against San Diego, they would be tied for that sixth position still with Portland and Pepperdine. BYU has more games to play than a lot of these other teams, which is also advantageous. Yes, all good. Bronson Kafusi tweeted out this screenshot of his brother Corbin with the comment, Corbin Kafusi, Kafusi looking massive, and yes, he does. From a huddle with the Tampa Bay Bandits of the USFL. What's your caption for this photo? Uh, hashtag Air Jordan cleats. That was the first thing <laughs> they that do I noticed. They do look awesome, right? Those look fantastic. Uh, yeah, Corbin looks like a giant. He is a giant. He is a giant. But he's a giant among men, physically, literally speaking. He's massive. He is massive. That's the right word. If Bronson's saying it, Bronson's a big dude. Corbin is massive. So, yeah. yeah. My, my hashtag, though, hashtag Air Jordan cleats. That was the first thing I noticed. One of these is not like the other. <laughs> Corbin's a big man. Big game boomer. As we continue on the football beat, ranked Matt Payne. Matt Payne, Jeremy, as the 86th best punter in college football history. This is my guy, Ryan Rico. <laughs> Does Matt Payne's hit, or hits, I should say, against Boise State demand that he be ranked higher in this list? Yes. Big Game Boomer clearly hasn't seen these clips that we're showing now where Matt Payne just absolutely destroys. Who was it? Carr? Yes. Um, Not once, but twice in 2003. (laughs) Just 
Unbelievable! These are so we put these in the top 100 plays in BYU history because they're so memorable. Look at look at his eyebrows when he's running out Dude. the field. He's so he's so angry. Just, like would this have been targeting? <laughs> Just kidding. Shoulder charge. Shoulder right to the chest. Yeah. That's that's textbook right there, baby. Amazing plays. <laughs> Johnny Linehan wishes he had done that instead of fourth and nineteen. Uh, you know. I- <laughs> Love you, Johnny. Come on. 86, maybe a little higher, just for the hits alone. 84 at least, just because. (laughs) Coming up, rise of shout-outs to pitching and coaching. And will BYU football really be a top-20 team to begin the season? We're going to hear more of your tweets next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Show me that interception, Malik. Malik! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Subscribe to the BYU Sports Nation YouTube channel today for the most compelling and rich interviews and segments the show has to offer, not to mention the entire show. If you want to uh, capture it that way as well. I don't know why I just thought about this, but when you said that, like, subscribe, like, do it. Like, all the 80s movies came rushing back into my head, and those the comeback of, make me! <laughs> Why don't you make me? Why don't you make me? That, that's what I'm saying to my kids half the time. I'm like, hey, ask me a question. Don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some muffins. Make me. Uh, may I have some muffins, please? Just kidding. I don't need it that, but like, can I have some muffins? Please. Please. Yeah. Please. Yes, Come on. That's a reminder. What's the magic word, kids? Come Speaking on. of, hurry up and get to the next one. Okay, fine. Just kidding. <laughs> make me. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Station live from Studio B. Our question of the day, will BYU football begin the season as an AP Top 20 team. We ask this because ESPN's post-spring poll have the Cougars at number 19. In fact, three of the five preseason rankings that we put out have BYU in the top 20. So tell us, why or why not as a top 20 team? Adam Gibby on Twitter says the following. The Associated Press needs to give their advantages. I mean, fair rankings. Nice. To teams like Texas, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Florida, USC, Michigan State, Florida State, and Oregon. Not sure that leaves room for BYU. My guess is number 22. 22 feels about where BYU would be. Listen, if BYU had defeated UAB in the bowl game, I'd feel pretty confident about top 20. 11-2, and two, coming in hot. Back-to-back 11-win seasons? Yeah. Uh, because it was 10 and it was UAB, granted Jaron Hall didn't play in the game and it was raining, whatever, they're playing in the same condition. Do people remember that more? See, I no, feel like, just that it was 10, not 11. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the Associated Press as a whole will remember more of, hey, didn't BYU go 5-0 and against the Pac-12 or win six Power 5 games? I don't even know if they'll know that. I hope they will, but I think they'll just look at overall record and, like, who's come back. Yeah, and BYU Sometimes finished, it's that lazy. BYU finished ranked in the top 20 last season. Yeah. So that will factor into it as well. Maybe BYU shows up at like 19 and we're surprised. Yeah. I just I, I, I just, would love to be surprised by that. I just te- I just tend to not be surprised by this. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, 23. Okay. I, yeah, I expect 23 to 25. Yep. Okay. Steve Preston on Twitter. Does BYU deserve it? Probably. Will they get it? No. <laughs> we're talking top of, 20. We feel the same, right? Talking yeah. top 20. Yeah. However, the likelihood that BYU begins the season in the AP poll is pretty high given they return the majority of production from a year ago. Either way, BYU will definitely have the opportunity to shoot up the polls. You beat USF and beat Baylor, now you're like 15 or 16, and things get very, very interesting. Yes, I, th- I think it could be really interesting. Now, this is at Jerem said change. Why are we avoiding 
that handle. At Jerem said change? Yeah, that's Steve Preston. Yeah, we received an explanation because you called out Steve when he had like the a bunch of random numbers. Users six seven eight nine four seven eight yeah. five four three. I- I'm just wondering why uh, someone has chosen not to use this amazing handle. Hand- the handle? Jeremy you want the change. actual name? <laughs> it's one of my students. Jer- it's one of my former students now. Jerem said change, and Steve <laughs> did. He changed. He changed it. Davis or Jax. Amy Jones on Twitter says, "Be what you should be." in the top 20, but they tend to get less credit than they deserve. But that's okay. I'd rather be underrated than overrated. This is an interesting question. Would you rather be UCLA or BYU? (laughs) (laughs) BYU hands down all day, every day. I would rather have the weather of UCLA. That's about it. It's about all they have going for them. I would rather have Bill Walton running around. Just kidding. Um, it'd be too. Yeah, well, when Bill Walton was playing basketball at UCLA, that's about the last time UCLA had a relevant football program. I'm, I, Ooh, they had they had some ones in the '80s. BYU beat a relevant one that won the Rose Bowl in '83. There you go. Yeah, I'd rather be BYU. It was '70s, but yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, Bill Bill Walton ain't keeping no honor code. I'll tell you that. How many G- Pac-12 Jimmy- championships has UCLA won? In the last 20 years, Jim Mc- zero. Jim McMahon and Bill Walton would have been uh, hanging out in Ogden quite a bit. Did UCLA go 5-0 and against the Pac-12 last year? Nope. <laughs> Did they win five games against the Pac-12 last year? <laughs> That's the real question. Did BYU win more Pac-12 games than UCLA Probably. did a season ago? <laughs> I'm looking at no nope, six and three in Oh, conference. dang it. They won I was hoping. I was hoping. But the win percentage was lower. Yeah, six, six and three versus five and zero. Oh. It was six, 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 six. Repeating, of course. <laughs> Seven. Seven. At Pacific Dan, BYU lost to UAB in the last game. I'll live with not being ranked to start. <laughs> it's not all about one game. BYU wins, and the schedule will take care of the ranking. It clear the body of work. People get so stuck in the moment. Like BYU was the walking wounded in that game. Jaron Hall did not play. Jaron Hall, the quarterback. Baylor Romney, like, was not healthy in that game for crying out loud. Like, there were so many yeah. injured players. I think BYU was missing upwards of nine starters in that game. Defensively, it was crazy. And it was still yeah. close. Listen, BYU should still beat UAB in the bowl game. Yes. Period. Even with nine starters out, you probably no got to figure out. You gotta, probably got to figure out a way to win that you game. You got to beat the fighting Trogdors, right? But – I mean, you can't wait the season on that one game. Like, well, they don't deserve a preseason ranking because they lost to UAB. You're discrediting everything that was done before that? Come on. That means, yeah, yeah, just careful on that. Okay, coming up, who's going to get that elite voice of the day? And a rise and shout-out to a familiar face getting a new job. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio applications. Shout out to our guy, Jared Jacobs, uh, who does a lot of Lego videos for sports. Which Lego is stop cool. motion. He's throwing out the first pitch tomorrow. We just showed the Legos that he gave us from different uh, uh, Saturday, correction. Um, it feels like a Friday because it's like, uh, you know, we're on the app only. Yes. They said we could curse today. <laughs> Just kidding. We can't. Um, <gasps> what? You don't curse at Brigham? No, no promises that there won't be any cursing tomorrow on Yeah, the show. tomorrow. Who knows? 
<laughs> we can't. Got a little editing to do <laughs> on something. But uh, download the podcast. Cool BYU Sports Nation podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day. Will BYU football begin the season as an AP top 20 team? Top 20. Why or why not? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Roberts underscore MN. This is totally elite. He asks, does John Wilner still have a vote? I think you just answered your question. <laughs> John uh, John was on the BYU bandwagon later in the year, though. Well, until he saw the master spoof video that we put out, quote tweeted it, oh, and, and got ate. super upset again. Now he's well off the BYU bandwagon. Well, he, you know. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You <laughs> soda just tipped over and went boom everywhere. It's fruit juice. It's oh, it's the, fruit juice. But it's carbonated fruit juice. I can smell it now. <laughs> wow. Live television. It's a good thing we're It's a good thing we're app only. It's just leaking out like the ooze uh, from when the Ninja Turtles, you know, spilled into the subway. <laughs> we're we're well, getting a new set. Going to get it. <laughs> All right. It's right there. We need some new carpet. Okay, yeah. we need a new carpet this, for about eight years. Well, if that's the case, don't, don't add to it. Oh, that's a first in show history. A drink just going flying. That was it took twenty two hundred or so well, episodes to get here. We're app only today, so it's all John. Good. Listen, I got really riled up when we just started discussing John. Wilner. John Wilner, rah. Today's rise and shout-outs, not to John Wilner. <laughs> presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's give one to Tanner Jacobson, new head coach. Head ball coach. In Tyler, Texas. Yeah, and the graduates. Congratulations to all the BYU students, undergrads, grads. Getting their diplomas today? Well, not technically. Okay. They're doing what we call walking. Uh, and then, uh, you know, commencement. Currently right now on WOE <laughs> TV. And then convocation tomorrow in their specific schools. And then uh, they go and uh, tackle the world. I hope the graduates drink many carbonated fruit juices. That's and. such a BYU moment. The only thing that would have been better is if it was uh, chocolate milk or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Gosh, we oh. party hard here. We do. <laughs> That'll take care of today's episode. Our thanks to today's guest, Paisley Harding. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer. Shout out to Brennan Lund. We'll see you tonight for BYU Baseball on the BYU TV app at 8 oh. p.m. Eastern. Huge series with San Diego. Hey, didn't Jaron play baseball too? He did. His brother Dawson's crushing it. Has yeah, two Dawson homers now. Well. Go Coops! <laughs>